0: Welcome to Crossbody Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. The January mini sodes continue. The good times roll on, people. This week we are looking at an underrated ladder match that took place in my home country of Canada. I didn't remember that it was in Canada until they said that, and then I remembered something that happens in this match, and I went, "Oh yeah, that definitely was a thing." We'll get to I didn't it. Remember any of this? <laughs> We are looking at the Intercontinental Championship ladder match from Raw May 27, two thousand and two. It is Eddie Guerrero defending the IC belt against Rob Van Dam. We will take any excuse to see Eddie Guerrero on this podcast, especially this era of Eddie Guerrero with the mullet. He's wrestling; he's very good at it. Yeah, he's just a mid card king, king, absolute king in the mid card. Uh, the clip we have starts with Eddie talking to Ric Flair, Eddie's he's like, "This match could be dangerous. You know, I could get hurt." And Rick's like, well, you're Eddie Guerrero. You don't care about getting hurt. He's like, yeah, I mean, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing, yeah, that's right. Is Eddie is going to be having a feud with Austin. That is the thing that's going to happen. We'll talk about that a little bit down the line. For a little bit of background, Eddie won the title, the IC title, from RBD at Backlash, having returned to the company in just in April after WrestleMania, after he was on the independent circuit for a while. Uh, We We covered some of those matches. We did, and some of our other uh, things, because, you know, he was in ROH and shit for a little bit, yeah, which was weird, and IWA Mid-South, very strange. Yes, sir. We also see that Eddie uh, defended the title at Judgment Day against Robin McDermott and cheated using the ropes. To get the advantage, uh, we saw that because the WWE Rewind brought to you by Snickers Cruncher. I fucking love when these oh, clips have the, like the like ad things in them because I I just I love seeing what they shield. I love the uh, you know we're gonna do this this uh,
1: replay right here brought to you by Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match.
0: Yeah, with well, that'll already have happened by the time you listen to this, right? No, it's the twenty eighth. No, it's the twenty eighth. Okay, so it'll happen soon. No idea what that means. I hope it's just a <laughs> boiler room match. That would be fucking epic. And the, boiler, boiler room bra. the boiler room is just full of Mountain Dew. <laughs> just It's just fucking Mountain Dew everywhere. Yeah. It, it looks like a 14-year-old boy's room. It's just Mountain Dew cans just sprawled out everywhere. And then it's just LA night going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Truly, the New Jersey to Calgary's New York. I have never been. I have no opinion. I just Edmonton. Isn't that where the Oilers play? It is where the Oilers. Play. Look at look, me. Look at you. Knowing hockey stuff. Uh, both of these men, Rob Van Dam and Eddie Guerrero, are over as fuck. Specifically, yeah. right now. What made them so universally popular? You can take—is it a com- like something in common, or is it something different for both of them?
1: Man, I mean, for RVD, I, I think it's just how exciting he was stylistically. Yeah. I, I think that the look was obviously great. You know, he I, I, he always had a very clean ponytail. Even mm-hmm. throughout a match, it wouldn't even really get, like, super messed up. I think the king of the messed up hair is Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, But RVD's ponytail, like, you could see, I'll tell, obviously, in the front, it would get a little loose on the ponytail, all this other stuff. But it, it never really got super messy. Um, and then also like, you know, he had this fun little, uh, fun offense to him. He was very bendy. There just wasn't really another wrestler like
0: RVD and he was exciting. And he was so chill. And the weird thing is like, he was so chill that in the same way that like, this is a weird, going to be a weird comparison, but stay with me. The reason they don't put expressions on like dolls faces is so kids can put whatever emotion they want on the doll. RVD is so fucking chill. You can just believe that he's down for whatever. Like yeah. He's so he's such a, like a, a cool blank slate that you're like, I bet RVD loves us, and, and you could imagine you're right. You know what I mean? Everybody could imagine hanging out with RVD. I mean, the thing with RVD is that RVD is down for whatever. It's true. <laughs> he's specifically down to kick people in the face.
1: Yeah, and then Eddie. I mean, Eddie is just the most. I think, honestly, Eddie Guerrero is the most charismatic wrestler in the history of the business. This side of Ric Flair, I think Ric Flair is number one, and then Eddie Guerrero is number two, to be honest.
0: He might be the most charming person I've never met, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know that's gonna draw a lot if
1: people listen to that. They're like, Oh my god, The Rock and Jericho, and there's like, you know, all these Austin. other guys. Yeah. Austin. Well, Austin, I don't know about charisma as much with Austin as it was just being a badass. I, don't, I, I think, think those are two I different things.
0: type of charisma, though? i
1: just think those are two different things uh but yeah i mean you know i just think eddie has this like natural charisma that you don't really understand i i don't think unless you are also like a latino person yeah there's just like uh you just look at that and you're like oh yeah it's like the uncle that's like just boisterous no matter what like eddie is that guy and that's cool because he's also like the coolest fucking wrestler when Eddie shows up
0: at the family cookout, everything changes. He's coming scrolls. with
1: he's coming with like two fucking cases of beer. He's like Vente
0: yeah. <laughs> And everybody's happier now. He's telling stories, you know. He's got all the kids around him, he's telling. Oh he's, yeah, he's hitting everyone five dollar bills. Yeah. He's <laughs> throwing the money. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie's that guy. And then R V D is the cousin who went and got stoned on Christmas Eve. He's the <laughs> he's oldest his, He's that guy's son. That is, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This match, this era. I remember this match. I remember list like why we're watching it. I remember seeing it on the list of like underrated Eddie matches specifically. Have you watched this before? I've seen clips
1: of it. Probably. I've never yeah. put two and two together. I don't remember this match. No. Okay. Though I've probably seen it, but I do not remember it. That's fair. I mean, it was a while ago. It was over twenty years ago now. I don't even know if I was a wrestling fan yet. To be honest, <laughs> I so, was probably just watching randomly.
0: Early on, a lot of trading dodges, a lot of like the classic opening for both these guys. A lot of flip reversals, things like that. We get a crescent kick by RVD, a plancha attempt which Eddie dodges. Eddie gets tossed into the ring post and run into the apron, and then we get that very classic RVD move: the dra- the suplex that drape barricade. He hops up on the apron does the rvd taunt and does the spinning leg drop like if you're 10 like i was watching this match and you see Robert Namy, you're like, that's the coolest man alive yes look at him do that cool shit
1: yes it's that cool shit it's that cool shit um eddie at one point does get the advantage back he whips rbd hard <laughs> right into a ladder he breaks the ladder he <laughs> fucking breaks the ladder like that shit was brutal looking um he then hits a perfect suplex on RVD right there, uh, where the entrance meets the the ringside area. Yeah, uh, and then just drops a ladder right on him.
0: Yeah, and I think that ladder was supposed to be used for something else, and then they looked at it and realized it's pretty fucked up because I ran <laughs> Rob directly into it. Now, admittedly, that's probably also on RVD because my man like threw like you could
1: see in the replay, especially he puts himself right into that shit.
0: Oh yeah. Back elbow by Eddie in the ring. Eddie brings RVD to the ring post. He's like the dragging them along and runs his leg into it. Right now here's when I started thinking. We talk a lot about like how we missed out on Eddie. Right? Eddie died, and so we missed a lot of like Eddie's late career. Could you imagine yeah. Eddie as an NXT trainer? You know, shit like that. You know what I mean? I have a different what if. If RVD doesn't have the pop bust, how many times is RVD WWE champion? Um, I
1: would say less than you would think. I think that his title run where, you know, money in the bank and then he it led to the, the moment at uh, one night stand. I think that was one of those, you know, lightning in a bottle situations yeah. like Kofi mania, like, a, yeah. you know, yes, movement type thing. Like what may possibly happen with Sami Zayn? Question mark. Yeah. Um, I I think it's one of those deals more than it was something that was consistent because I just don't think that he had the personality to become a top guy. I think what
0: I'll give him like two or three. I think he gets in that Jeff Hardy. I think he gets in that Jeff Hardy zone. I think two is right. Like he has that initial one, and he wins it one more time. You know, as a transitional babyface champion, probably. Yeah, you I know? mean, it's like the Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, yeah. I
1: don't think, ever held the title for more than, like, two, three months.
0: Yeah, could you see, if you were looking down the, the history of the WWE title where it goes, you know, it's like, it was John Cena, and then it was Randy Orton, and then it was RVD for a month and a half, and then it was Edge. You'd be like, yeah, yeah of course. And then, that you sounds know, right. we
1: go a little down the line, there's the Jeff Hardy thing. Like, I think RVD could have beaten CM Punk in that CM Punk heel era, where he just kind of kept beating Jeff Hardy for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, th- throw it. Throw a title. Sure. CM Punk it.
0: was trying to teach him a lesson. <laughs> throw it. Throw a title win in there. Yeah, it, it's weird though because I think we talk about the missed opportunity of Eddie because it's such a bigger, obviously, like Eddie was gone, right? Yeah, Eddie wasn't gone. He just
1: was doing drugs. <laughs> I also don't think it's as much a missed opportunity with RVD because he still had a super successful career. Like he was and, still and
0: the second he came back, he was. People still were like, "It's Rob Van Dam."
1: Yeah, like he was a champ. He was a world champion in. Every promotion that he was in. He was the TNA champion. He was oh, the yeah, WWE he was the champion. champion yeah. He was the ECW champion. That's true. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you like, you can tell me my guy wasn't successful because he was. Eddie, we just lost. The, he was about to win another world championship when he was, a, he was 38 years old. He, he still had so many years left. And even after that, you got to think like when, it, when he's starting to wind down a bit. Yeah, maybe he does become a trainer with WWE and NXT and all that. But what if he just gets back into the Indies? What if he just goes down to Mexico and starts wrestling for AAA or CMLL or something like yeah. that? Just
0: because he wants to be in Mexico
1: wrestling. Well, here's,
0: just a, here's a different here's a different Eddie. What if we talked about how Eddie's about to get into a feud with Austin, and yeah. Austin would leave the company before the feud culminate. I believe Austin leaves because they wanted him to lose to Brock Lesnar in a King and, of the Ring qualifier. Yeah,
1: like, I, I, yeah, yeah.
0: That's what it was. And so he's like, "Why are you giving away that match? Takes his ball, and goes home." What do you think we missed out on in an Eddie Austin feud? I, I think know, how would you have booked it maybe?
1: I think that what we missed out on was what Austin could have brought out of Eddie. I, I think that there's a there's a ruggedness to to Austin's style with the fists, with the telling of a story of just beating someone's ass that yeah. uh that it really would have would have been a different dynamic for Eddie because we I don't think we ever really saw Eddie in one of those slobber knocker type of of drag out fight like fights not even just matches yeah. just fights um, until like later on i mean maybe like yeah we we saw his like parking lot brawl with with Cena we saw a lot of those matches but we never really saw him in there with someone who was just an out and out brawler especially not at the yeah. level that austin was and it was just a chance for him to kind of get to the next step of that ladder you know, I, I think he he's he's firmly established as one of the top, you know, mid card acts at this point. But I think that kind of could have elevated him. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that he wins the world title before his match with Brock in 2004. But maybe it sort of puts him in a position where he's at least challenging more often. Maybe he yeah. gets in that mix with uh, with with Brock and and Kurt uh in 2003 maybe he gets a, a title shot at one pay-per-view or something maybe he, he's just established more in that main event picture and it doesn't just happen in a lightning in a bottle moment 2004
0: i think what we missed out on are some of the greatest potential promo interactions of all time oh yeah where eddie might be one of the only people that could get under austin's skin <laughs> just truly for how he acts as a person and austin would have been so pissed off and I think, get the fuck back to Mexico. Specifically 2002 Austin was just so done with things. Like he yeah. was he'd seen so much and dealt with so much shit that I think he was like I have zero patience left. He's just here, at this point point. and here comes Eddie just grinning like the Cheshire cat just like hey Alms. <laughs> you know when
1: it's it, what what is it? Like more telling for that, actually, is we see it the next year in his feud with Rock, with Hollywood Rock, yes. where he, Rock just got under his skin like nobody else has. And fucking Eddie at this point in time in 2002, when he's this heel character, is way more annoying than Hollywood Rock is. Oh, yeah. So I just think that it's we missed out on a chance for a marquee feud that would have elevated Eddie Guerrero, but it also would have expanded his repertoire as a wrestler because. The way you become better is through experience, and you there is no experience more invaluable than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. If you get to do even, like, and this thing is Eddie, we know, is so talented. Yeah. You're still learning stuff from Austin. You know what I mean? Look at what it did for Kevin Owens. It's true. You know? And this is this is 20 years after the man
0: retired. And look at what it's done for that guy. Uh, Eddie's working the leg of RVD, back suplexed by him. Eddie gets monkey flipped and powerbombs RVD as vengeance. <laughs> It's a good good power bomb too. Yeah, Eddie's powerbombs are great. It's a,
1: and the thing is, I like how he can hit it on anyone, because he's a strong ass dude. It doesn't yeah. matter how short he is.
0: Eddie gets a ladder and it gets drop kicked back into his face. RVD then moonsaults off the apron and lands on the ladder and Eddie. That was always the thing that R V D did that other people didn't do as often. Is he will land on the thing, then the thing will hit you.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. He will put him. you on the thing
0: and yeah. then land on. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Speaking of shit, dipshit is here. I didn't know the dickhead was going to show up. For those of you who don't know, that is how we refer to Chris Benoit on this podcast. Uh, he's there. He had been kicked out by Ric Flair, and then he has a ticket, and we get a commercial break. And I'm like, I genuinely do not care. Yeah. I, can't I don't even know why next. he's here. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a few going with Ric Flair, I guess. Yeah, but what does that have to do with this match? Anyways...
1: uh Dickhead's here. Eddie, we come back from a commercial break. Eddie starts climbing the ladder. RVD springboards and then kicks the ladder out from underneath. Beautiful. Beautiful. It was a perfectly time kicked, Um, which is another thing with RVD. That man, for all the strange moves that he does and all this other shit, I have never seen him fuck up a kick. I've never seen him fuck up a springboard, a move off the top. But here's
0: the thing. He was always compared to Sabu, who fucks up all the time.
1: It's
0: everything. So even if Even if he fucks up once You're like well you fucked up once Sabu has fallen down six times today <laughs> Today you know? On fucking
1: the end of the year 2022 as at the time of this recording Today
0: <laughs> <Sabu's just> f- <laughs> Sabu went out to get the paper and just fell It is 4pm Tab- Sabu has fallen eight times at this He's gotta point. stop trying to reach things By standing up on a chair <laughs> at, this, at this point he, the man's just gotta get Life alert uh, tilt the roll backbreaker that is meant to be on the ladder, but lands on the knee anyways. And then he realizes afterwards and moves him onto the ladder. Yeah. And then so he sets Eddie on the ladder, then hits rolling thunder on him. Love rolling thunder as a move. Yeah, it's uh, great. Already sets up the ladder. Eddie climbs and meets him, runs already's face into the ladder, and then does a leaping sunset flip power bomb off the ladder. Oh mama, so good. Then we get. The weird thing that happens in this match. Eddie climbs the ladder
1: and some random fucking fan who, by the way, I can't tell if that's an Oilers jersey
0: or a Bears jersey. Nice Bill Guerin Edmonton Oilers jersey, bud. I had to (laughs) Google who was number nine on the Oilers at this time.
1: (laughs) Gets into the ring and knocks Eddie off the ladder. Eddie gets a clean ass shot right into that dude's face.
0: I have to give credit where credit is due. Earl Hebner chokes this man immediately. Earl Hebner locks on a hell of a chokehold while security gets in the ring. You're about to get choked the fuck out by Earl the Pearl Hebner? (laughs) Sir. (laughs) Sir, take your Edmonton Oilers third jersey wearing ass out of here. Yeah, fuck you, cunt. Uh, (laughs) Never interfere in matches, people. Security kicks him out, right? Giving Canadians a bad name, especially because when he jumps in, fans cheer. Like, no wonder we cheered when Durant got injured in the NBA Finals. (laughs) Canadians, like, are we nice people? I think you guys are nice, but you
1: just want to see chaos at every event. Eddie then Terrible. is, like, trying to set up the move he was supposed to be doing. He climbs yeah. the ladder, yeah. and hits his little herky-jerky swanton off the top. Yeah, he really just, like,
0: is one way and then flips immediately. Like, it's there's nothing smooth about it.
1: Yeah, he's just kind of dive-bombing down headfirst, and then at the last second, flips over.
0: Yeah. Eddie gets a chair, lays it under Rob's back a couple times. Eddie then gets his head run into the chair by RVD. RVD gets the chair... There's a little mini Van Daminator in the corner. Yeah, just a nice little running Van Daminator. Yeah. Uh, RVD knocks down the ladder, which I was like, well, you need that to get up. Interesting choice. But he has a plan. And that's to put the ladder on top of Eddie and hit a split-legged moonsault <laughs> onto the ladder. Again, put hit, put Eddie on the ladder. This Rob, just doesn't even make sense. He did not have to do that. <laughs> not, and that maybe that's why we liked RVD, too, is so much of his offense just it was so unnecessary. And another cool thing happens, uh Eddie
1: suplexes R V D onto the ladder. Or sorry, into the ladder. Into the it, Ladder yeah. is set up again. And he just flip he just sleep him right into it. Um RVD does a monkey flip uh he monkey flips Eddie right into the ladder, right in the corner. Uh ends up hitting Rolling Thunder onto the ladder with Eddie underneath it. Again for God reasons. Damn it, Rob. <laughs> um Eddie drop kicks the knee from behind as R V D is about to climb up, grabs a chair. RVD though quick thinking is like fuck this I'm not eating this and then it takes it does a spinning heel click heel kick
0: right to the chair which goes right into Eddie's face a beautifully executed Van Daminator beautifully executed then the ladder set
1: up in the corner it's opened yep. in the corner it's not yep. like set up laying against the corner no it's opened but in the corner yeah uh, RVD goes climbs it
0: and the ladder just gives out beneath him. Ladder was clearly a fan of that fucking Edmonton Oilers guy, and just like, yeah, solidarity, brother, and just gives up. Ladder's like, eh, we're tanking. Or, I don't even know how to do a Canadian
1: accent, man. What? I can't do it. What was that? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, for some reason, I was going full Scouse. I don't know what happened.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, hey, sorry about that. Eh? let oh, me just. We're, we're tanking for for Connor McDavid, eh? <laughs> He's already in the league. Um the ladder explodes essentially it just bursts. Uh they pivot, they pivot with what they're going to do cuz already was going to hit the five pivot! pivot! He just kicks Eddie off the turnbuckle to the outside. And I here's I'm going to give credit to Eddie. So already then sets up the ladder, unlatches the belt, and Eddie times his entrance back in perfectly cuz this was clearly not the play, right? Yeah. Eddie times it so he's not far enough to do any, like not close enough to do anything, but far enough away that like it's still dramatic. Yeah, kudos to them for pivoting on the fly. But you know, RBD wins the IC title from Eddie. Nice. After the match,
1: Austin's music hits. I hate Austin's theme with the words. I can't yeah, it. it's just, it's not good. Can't also, do it.
0: E- Eddie ran a ladder into RBD's kidneys after the match too because he's a dick. Yeah, well, he uh, He opens up a
1: can of whoop ass on Eddie. F- Rick Flair and Arn Anderson come down, and he beats all three of their asses.
0: Rick takes a <laughs> huge back body drop.
1: By the way, remember when Eddie was like, "What about Austin?" And then Rick was like, "Yeah, we have some enforcement to to be able. To, we we have protection out there." Was he talking about him and Arn, the
0: old dudes? I think so. But again, I wouldn't fuck with Arn. Well, yeah, but Austin would, and that's the problem. And in comes Dipshit to give support, and then he attacks Austin from behind.
1: Yes, turns heel, starts beating Austin's ass, uh, scoop slams Austin, which allows Eddie to get to the top rope and hit a frog splash.
0: The radicals run together, baby.
1: The radicals run together, the the best friends are back, and unfortunately within a few years they would both be gone.
0: Yeah. What do you think watching this match for probably the first time?
1: I liked it. I thought it was really good. I'd seen moments of it. Obviously, I've seen the the thing where the fan comes into the ring, Eddie gets out of the ring, gets off the ladder and just beats his ass. I'd uh, love that he's less mad about that than when Vicky Mr. Q. Yeah. Where the fuck is Vicky? Uh I had seen when the the ladder gives out underneath RVD and he falls. I've seen that in a bunch of botchamanias. Um yeah. and I'd also seen the heel turn. At the end, I've seen that a couple times, but I do not remember this
0: match. The offensive Rob name is so fucking good. And then Eddie's so crisp that watching them just, they really had about 12 minutes of actual wrestling in here. And it was all really, really good. Yeah, it's good shit, man. That's yeah. that's
1: that's what this match is. It's good shit. It's not a match that you're gonna think, oh, this is a five star match, this is a classic, this is one that's gonna remember. It's it's unfortunately probably be one of those matches that was lost to time. But I understand it is I understand why it shows up.
0: I understand why it shows up on underrated Eddie Guerrero matches. I get yeah. it. I understand it's, it's a good Yeah, it's really fun. You probably forgot about it, and that's why we do these doing these mini sodes Hey, here's a fun match. Go watch it. Check it out. All of the matches that we are covering on the mini you should go watch. All of them. Yes. I wouldn't say there's a single one that I would say not worth it. Like that, We picked these matches for a reason. Maybe don't watch the Alliance one from last week, but that's only because of <laughs> length. I mean, if you've got an hour to blow, then yeah, sure. Go watch it. It's background good. noise while you get other things done around the house. That's it for mini two. We're back. Next week, for our third Minnesota, we're going to be talking about Monsters Ball 2. We also have our regularly scheduled Japanuary episode this Saturday. We're covering Noah. It's Katsuhiko Nakajima this week. Very oh, yeah, very, very exciting. Good I know shit. nothing
1: about him. Hey, I don't know that much, to be fair.
0: But, you know, I, I, I've got I've got a little bit of notes going. There's one diehard listening who is who is over the moon right now. And whoever you are, I'm thrilled you're here. Yeah, thrilled we, you're here we love it we love that energy Keep we, it hope, up. We, we hope we do it justice uh javi where can people find you on social media i'm on the twitter machine at j sports you know the deal sauce so a follow to the boy follow me at it's evan gomes follow the podcast most importantly on twitter and instagram at crossbody of work check out full press wrestling for all your wrestling needs fullpressshop.com to cop the merch you every listening rate five stars subscribe share with your friends helps the boys out tremendously maybe share them a mini soda, they get a little amuse-bouche they, they 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 get the little appetizer like wow this is good and they're like oh yeah these guys do five matches at a time normally go listen to the main episodes exactly exactly, exactly. like that i'm just it's, shocked that you said a amuse-bouche moose bouche <laughs> javier you got any mini advice for the people floss that's perfect perfect mini advice Thanks so much. We're back next week with another mini-sode. Don't forget to check out our regular episodes. Katsuhiko Nakajima coming this week. See you then. Bye.